Yeah, you might you might have just won the category yeah. straight up because yeah. I mean, in ter in terms of everything we're going to talk about, that's the one thing that could literally change the face of human culture and society yeah. across the entire yeah. planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> world welcome back to another episode of the ameripod cast mm -hmm. we've almost made it <laughs> 2021 is on the way 2020 is almost wow. over thank we've god we've almost made it we've almost made Ooh. it we're almost there. yep yeah. so close what a year happy christmas and happy new year to all of you lovely listeners out there we meant to get a podcast out a little bit sooner but uh things have been fantastical uh with the holidays <laughs> and uh we are here today to not quite go out as far as we did last time but we hope that this <laughs> episode brings you some kind of joy we're gonna play a little game yeah we're yeah, gonna play, we'll play a little game we'll, 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 we'll revisit we'll revisit alien sometime in the future oh we'll yeah because we, we missed that voice right there that john Kelly. we need we need him in that That's conversation right. That's right. I loved it. I thought you guys did a great job. I would have derailed us. <laughs> Chapter two of the uh, the Alien Saga will continue on an episode near you. Chapter two, go deeper. Right. Yeah, yeah, down the rabbit hole, baby. <laughs> Today is Monday, December 28th, 5.29 p.m. I thought it might switch up oh, 530 yep, 530 p.m. Wow. There we go. Wow. I was waiting for it. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna switch over. I almost waited. We have the original crew in the house tonight with y'all recording from our warm abodes. So we have in the Denver metro area, John Anderson. How are you? Happy holidays. Thank you. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Also in the Denver metro area, John Kelly. How are you, sir? Happy New Year to you. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be back. Nice to see everyone's faces. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, we can see each other's faces, but the listeners can't see ours. If you do want to see our say. faces, you can just go to our website. That's www.ameripodcast.com. Go Damn. to contributors, and you will see our lovely faces. One of these days, we'll get the video up, but... Yeah, and some very outdated uh, bios. Yeah, very outdated. Yeah. We got to change that, by the way. And our West Coast correspondent, Mr. Tyler Grillo, out in the Bay Area. How you doing, sir? Good, good. How's it, how's it going there? Uh, happy Kwanzaa, also. Uh, I believe it is Kwanzaa now through the through the first. So, yes, I believe you're right. Shablam. Yes, indeed. Shablam. I'm ready for our little gimmick we got going here. So, Should be. Fun uh, today we are playing a little a little game that we did not create that we stole from another podcast. I will let John Anderson explain the rules. Uh, John, you want to take it away? Totally. Yeah. So. Uh, oh wait. Oh wait. Just kidding. I don't. Back to you, I, Blake. We're doing it live. I am your host, Blake Mannion, because I always forget to say that. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you, you need. Oh, thanks, guardrails. Here's a philosophical question: Who guards the guardrails? Mm. Yeah, Only... who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. it's it's actually just the little bolts and pieces, really, that hold the rail in place, right? So <laughs> oh, I would be nothing, I would oh, be nothing right. without you guys. Is my point. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, pass uh -huh, the ball back. Uh -huh. 
Pass ball back. Ball pass, John. Explain the game. Boom. All right. So this is a game I stole from a podcast called Puck Soup. Uh, I highly recommend it for people who enjoy pop culture, nerdiness, and or hockey because they do both on that podcast. Uh, But it is a game called Underrated, Overrated, Least Favorite, and Favorite. So you pick a category. So if we were to pick a category like uh, uh, classic rock bands, uh, you would go through and say, oh, well, my favorite is the Allman Brothers, although apparently there's some debate about whether that's classic rock. And then uh, my, (laughs) my underrated or my overrated would be the Grateful Dead so that I can... A, also confuse people about what classic rock is, and B, start a lot of fights with people. So that would be the uh, just like why do you, why do you got a why do you got a slam on the Jerry fans? Man? Dude, I just yeah. they have it tough enough. I tried know? so hard to get into the Grateful Dead, and it's boring. <laughs> Sorry, they're just boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's it's any kind of jam band, basically. I'm like, this is boring. You're just not fucked up enough, man. I know that's I didn't do enough hallucinogens at the right time in my life to enjoy string cheese and shit. So, and that's just by enough at the right time, he means all of them at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we are going to take this format of a game and we are going to use it to recap this hellish, terrible, stupid year called 2020. So, don't do drugs. Yeah. All right. So it's opposite there. Uh, so you, as is tradition, we start with underrated. Um, is there is there anybody who would like to go first? We have to play rock paper scissors for it. Ready? God, how do you play four way with four people? Ready? Rock paper scissors. Shoot. Uh, we just out. fast forward the rock paper scissors scene. I'm going first. <laughs> Could the go. best type of visual content to put in a podcast yeah. is a played rock, paper, scissors. I mean, come on. If you're listening to this right now, you know you saw in your head all of us playing rock and paper, scissors together. So, yep. all right. Underrated. I have, I have four different ones here. So Just uh, use one because you might take mine and I'll be mad. <laughs> okay. So I think after all that, God damn it. I know, right? Pass to me. Pass to me. Okay, John, you go first. I'm going to pass this to John Anderson. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. The thing that I thought was most underrated in 2020, face masks. Face masks. Uh Face masks. Uh Everybody, wear your fucking face mask when you're outside or with other people who are not in your home. And obviously, some people do not quite understand that. So I would say uh, in 2020, the most underrated thing, face masks. Yeah. More of those. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go. I'll go second since I passed up first here. I'm glad I actually say I didn't say one thing because it would have ruined that for you, maybe, John. Okay. And it wouldn't have been <laughs> as good. So I'm glad I'm going second now. I okay. So I'm gonna pick the Pentagon officially releasing the UFO footage and uh, saying that. Oh, extra- nice. That's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> it was like, and I know we talked about this last pod, but I was literally reading. The hundreds of things that happened this year and i saw that on there and i was like oh my god yeah how long have people been speculating about aliens how many documents are held by government agencies that are unreleased or considered classified and then like the pentagon just casually drops this and because of the crazy year that it's been i yeah. think half the people probably in the country didn't even notice that this was released 
you know, yeah, uh, right. amongst the swarm of other news and information that was out Hell there. Yeah. That's such a good so, one. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you might you might have just won the category yeah. straight up because yeah. I mean, in, ter- in terms of everything we're going to talk about, which is, you know, underrated, that's the one thing that could literally change the face of human culture and society yeah. across yeah. the entire yeah. planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll fundamentally change the way that and governments interact with each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And the footage that or they released it, is... Or no, actually, it probably hasn't because, you know, the major governments already know about it. Right. They're just releasing it. To right, 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 right. And right. it's good right. footage. It's like... I'm sure you could try and figure out how to replicate or make these videos at home. Yes. And yes, they were released, but not officially. The fact that the Pentagon officially released this footage means that they actually had it classified before it was released or or leaked. So it's probably genuine footage that they've had from our own military, which just makes it that much more fascinating, you know? And now it's been released. So I agree. Yeah. That's a good one. We may have seen it three or four years ago, this, some of this footage, but now it's officially released. It's been declassified. So it's just like, wow, that's, it's big to me. <laughs> that's awesome. It is. It is. I, I love it, Blake. I love it, Blake. Um, I'll go next. Please, okay. Kelly. Do it. Um, what I'm going to say the most underrated thing was, was the American spirit and kindness Ooh. in particular. Mm. Of the American spirit, mm-hmm. I think was underrated this year. I think it was the general lack of response from the federal government in a lot of really trying times for state governments. What you saw was a lot of space for people to help each other this yeah. year. And I think that that came out a lot. No matter what True. side of the aisle you were on, there was a lot of people helping people, no matter what your economic belief was, social belief, religious belief. There was just a lot of helping going on. And so the reason I, I put that out there is because I hope that we can take 2020, right, and use it as a reflection point. Yeah. That, you know, people on both sides aren't that far away from each other on a lot of stuff when it comes to helping people out. Right. Yeah. And we can make our society a lot better if we take some of the real hardships that we've seen this year and uh, use it as a positive. I love that, that Kelly. One of my yeah. my my backup was how many folks tried to do the right thing this year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah like I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you. That's not something that like makes the evening news or anything like that. We focus yeah. and there's been a lot of bad this year. So understandably, so we focus on that, but yeah, there have been so many people out there just trying to do good things and trying to do the right thing through yeah. the hellish year. Yeah. Hark, harken back. If, if you're, if you're thinking about it, go back and look, listen to a couple of our pod clips episodes. Yeah. Where we brought people yeah. on from the community right. that helped people. Yeah. That's what we were trying to do with those. And you know, yeah, it's a good time to review it and think about, you know, cause you probably did a lot this year. I'm talking to you listeners to, to help people as well. And mm-hmm. you know, it might've gotten largely unnoticed besides like your friend group or your family, but yeah. Yeah. people get it. Yeah. People yeah. pay attention. We appreciate Kelly. You. I had healthcare workers under, uh, one as one of my underrated. Nice. So I'm glad mm. that you yeah. mentioned that because oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a big one for sure. It's very similar though. Yep. Yeah. I assumed somebody was going to say it, so I didn't have it on mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, I'll go too. We're bringing it back down from the aliens and the face mask. Still in it. All right, we're bringing it, bringing it back. <laughs> I'm going to say that mine was. And this is more of like a. I guess it's like I feel like it was underrated and like it was underappreciated. Um almost is the uh democratic demographic shift these are kind of like combined it's kind of like one thing one is like during the george floyd protests like 
the uh, upswelling of protests in like mostly white rural communities um, and like the little protests, even like evergreen places like that. And then also that like coupled with the demographic, the, the largest demographic shift in the election, right? Not that others didn't change, but the largest demographic shift in the presidential election was working class white male voters, mostly in rural areas and um, shifting away from Trump and to Biden. Um, and I think that is a very significant, like, like there is something to be harnessed there um, in terms of voting power and um, like the possibility of solidarity, of like organizing in solidarity um, with more of those folks. Take and, a sure. list in Democratic leaders. Yes. Do not forget about poor communities that need workers' rights help, exactly. whether it's rural or in cities. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, exactly, Kelly. I think that's a lesson the Democratic Party continues to not understand is that you, uh, like, they're like, ah, yeah, like, there's so many assumptions. But anyways, it's like, that is the, everybody works. Everybody works. That is, <laughs> and most of them are poor. That is a place to unite. So, um, yeah. I think, nice. uh, if I remember correctly, I was watching an interview with Barack Obama about his new book, and he said, they're just kind of, you know, using that as a jumping off point to talk about a bunch of other things. And that was one thing he said that made him really optimistic in a year that was terrible was like the fact that basically the fact that white people in like random ass towns in rural America came out for the George Floyd protests. So you and Barack Obama yep. agree. <laughs> hey, look at that. That's my best of 2020 is me and Barack Obama. Nice. <laughs> well... Overrated. Good job, guys. Good job. Hey, we did it. Round did one of one, round, 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 round one, one complete. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You all get two hundred points. Mortal combat. <laughs> oh, thanks, guardrail. So we're all tied at two hundred. We are. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Kelly, you get two hundred five because yours was for humanity. Oh, hey. so, wow. Shit. I, I mean, Tyler, you weren't far behind that, so I'll give you two hundred one. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Yeah. John, you just get masks. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we tied UFO masks. Who cares? All right. Overrated. Uh, Can I go? go first? Yeah, go for it. I'll go. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Overrated. <laughs> you know what? It's great. It's really important, but it's not that important. You it you can't yeah. eat it. You can't drink it. So maybe like buy mm-hmm. some water and a steak before you buy. If you like, buy enough of it, you might be able to keep warm with it. You might be or, able to build a house with it for a very short period of time. So, so yeah, everybody calm down about the toilet paper. That shit blew my mind in March and April when people were just yeah buying nothing yeah. but toilet paper. And it was like, I mean, if, you, if it gets really, really bad, I know that there are there are things called showers in most places where there are also toilets. And right. so like maybe buy yeah. some food. Right. Soap. Buy soap. Yes. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's a really, that's a really good one, John. It was, I mean, it was bizarre to see it right. In a lot of <laughs> uh, shops around, like it, it was totally bizarre when I first went into the grocery store and I was like, huh, I didn't think that the reports were that bad. I was like, literally there's not one paper product in the entire King's Ubers that I'm shopping in. And I was yeah, like, right. wow. But there's yeah. like, okay. rice. all right. Even I mean, the napkins are gone. Shit. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. All the Kleenex, all of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could add like uh, in the same category. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but I don't think anyone actually has this one. This is not mine. Just to be clear, I'm not wasting my overrated on this. 
uh, it would be like like surface cleaning materials. Like obviously that is helpful, but like you know the early days, like everyone was like, we don't know how it spread, so like wipe down fucking everything. And it was like, well, yeah. really just like wash your hands, and it doesn't really pass through over surfaces that much. So, but like yeah, I feel yeah. like similar category. Yep. It, it's amazing how much you have to reteach yourself to not like touch your face. Oh my god, oh, right? that when was hard. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. That yeah. shit. That shit's really tough, man. Like that CDC lady at the very beginning of the pandemic that was like, "Don't touch your face," and then she licked her tongue to turn the page, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. right away, and you were like. <sighs> Oh man, that's so understandably human. But like, what are we fucking doing? Yeah, yeah. Here? I know. I know. <laughs> you mean lick your lick your finger? Did I hear tongue? Lick your finger. Oh, I meant lick my finger. It would be hard yeah. to lick your tongue. Can you? What's the yeah? What's the taste of your <laughs> well, tongue? But you, yeah, your I got tongue. you. You're thinking about tongue. <laughs> Good one, John. Right. I love it. Love Thank you. I I uh, I've always been a a nail biter for most of my life. It's a habit I've tried to break, and I have broken. Um, on and off, but I think I may have broken it like permanently with this pandemic. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good for Silver you. Lining. So. Silver lining. Silver lining. Yep. <laughs> Who's Literally next? the only thing that my grandfather ever broke my balls about was the fact that I chewed my nails when I was younger. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to say the most overrated thing this year and and part of it is because of a couple reports that i saw released over the last couple weeks but um, i'm gonna say the impact on climate change for our dwindling economic Ah, uh, economy yeah um it's kind of of a downer that whole meme right exactly which is not true um and uh so, so pump your brakes a little bit. We we did actually a really good job in terms of cutting down fossil fuels when it came to personal driving, right? right. But a lot of that personal carbon footprint was still put back into the atmosphere because of our spending and our production of certain items, right. as well as our continued use of email, cell phones. Right. Like that went up through the roof, right? right? And the power that's needed to power servers, to do millions of emails a day rather than a thousand, um, is still less than, say, driving to and from work, right? But when you add that on top of you're ordering more from places and people have to drive those products place to place, right, and right. then from what I saw from a lot of people that, you know, you may not drive back and forth to work, but then you go on. 10 times longer drives on the weekends to just like drive around and get out of your house. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just like with my underrated moment, I think we can take a step back and we can look at this hopefully as another inflection point and a way to get some of our climate change policies under control, especially our personal consumption. Yeah. Because what, what really is going to change, uh, of course you need government regulation, to make effective climate change policies, but you really need individual action to change. And so hopefully what can happen is a lot of people look at it and go, you know, I didn't necessarily need to consume as much in the year, right? Yeah, I was, I was lonely and it sucks, but when we can get back to like traveling and doing things with each other in person, maybe opt to not go out three nights a week, right? Yes. Opt to not go to work all the time when you have to commute back and forth or take a uh, public transportation that's friendly where you can share your carbon footprint with multiple people. Yeah. Uh, right. Cause th- we, obviously we need policies, but we're in it all together in terms of our personal choices as well. So maybe we can take some of that lonely hardship that we had from being alone so often 
and make it for positive changes in the next couple of years when we start yeah. looking at climate change. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's interesting. That makes me think of like things we can change in policy, like incentivizing businesses to give a tax or a, a credit to employees who drive, but maybe like, um, also if you're not driving, that's a bonus, you know, and then like a carpool credit, you wouldn't credit exactly. someone who's driving by themselves, but like, but a it incentivizes credit. businesses to reduce their carbon footprint through like just their employees, you know, stuff. Well, like and that. also yeah. if you know, this yeah. is, this is a hobby horse of mine. It, I think it's totally fucking bananas that we have so many people going to work. It's a waste of everybody's time. It's a, it's a huge yeah. environmental issue and it's a huge space and zoning issue too. Think about all of those yeah. offices that we could just fucking get rid of. Mm-hmm. Get that shit yeah, out of here. Over, turn turn yeah. into more affordable housing. Oh, yeah, I agree. I actually, I th- yeah, I think that you're going to see a big change in the way that business is done so. out yeah. of this. I think a lot of I think a lot of companies do not want to deal with the charge again. Yeah, right. right? The cost of renting out space and the cost of having people in the office every every day. You know, they'll they'll be like, well, we'll, we'll take more on the profit side and we'll do it. Yeah, which means that the socialization aspects of work and the things that people get out of work that are not just work related, right, are going to have to be bolstered by other things, which right. is what we've all been struggling through this year. Yeah. Is a, a big, but tough also maybe thing. that's um, like but, to put a positive spin on it. It's not at least in my life. It I, hasn't always been healthy. Where like my friend group is also my work group. And so getting out of the office might give everybody an opportunity to like, you know, let me go volunteer at some whatever so that I can go get my like social on. I mean, that's why I coach hockey. That's a major reason that I coach hockey is Mm -hmm. because when I first started coaching, I also started working remotely and I was like, I need something that is going to give me human interaction outside the house. And so it it is, you know, you can get, there's there's like a compounding good there that happens from everybody don't go to work if your boss tells you you need to go to work and you can just do it over a fucking zoom call don't go to work tell them they're wrong yeah <laughs> yeah statements and buy locally right like that's what i you know working at the farmer's market one day yeah. has been huge for my social interaction but also it's just like leaning into like the not only locally grown food but also just all all locally made products that's another way to you know reduce your carbon footprint for show and also in these economies supporting the people in your community hell yeah not jeff bezos Bezos. (laughs) here at amera podcast we endorse telling your boss that they're wrong (laughs) we we do we do for sure (laughs) sure do uh, I can go next. John Anderson's words, not mine. <laughs> you can quote me. <laughs> quote me all day long on that shit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Overrated. Overrated. The impeachment. Donald Trump's impeachment. Oh, totally That's fucking a good overrated. One. That's a good one. Totally <laughs> overrated. Nothing came of it as we knew there wouldn't because the fucking Senate's from the Republicans. It was like this whole thing. And like, I guess it was, like, interesting in that, like, what they were able to stick him with or whatever. But, like, honestly, like, they could have stuck him with so much more and or different things. And, like, it was for anybody who it was just such a like a fucking political. It really was a political circus. And I was like, what's the end game here? And I don't maybe it made him look bad at some point, but it was like so early in the year before the election. And it just seemed like a whole goat and pony show. And I was like, I'll I'll make a case for, for like a utility of it, which is uniting the left. Like, obviously, it was, so, yeah. it was obviously like he was not going to be removed from office, but he was impeached and he will forever yeah. be an impeached president, which I do think matters for history. But I think that yes. in the counterfactual of not doing impeachment, you would have had a lot of people on the left being like, 
the Democrats are cowards. They did nothing about Donald Trump. Yeah. Like you did they didn't. They, <laughs> right. they screwed Bernie totally. in 2016. Yeah. They screwed him in 2020. And fuck right. that party. And I'm not doing anything for them. And so I think it 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 allowed it it gave energy to the left when the left and it gave unity to the left when it needed it and so like i personally felt that i was like let's fucking go when it started now i also had like a subsequent crash when when nothing happened from it but i do think it was an important it was basically like what it prevented as opposed to what it did right Right, right. Yeah, and and that and that's similar to what I was going to say, Anderson. Which is that it's on it's it's about the principle of it, which is like if we didn't yeah. impeach him, yeah, then that just leaves an open door for whoever the fuck else who's smarter and more capable of being like, oh well, they didn't even try to impeach Trump for that, so I guess I'll try. That's it. a really good. Point. So it's like a principle thing, and I'll have to say too, this I won't use this, but this was one of my least favorites. Was his getting impeached and then being acquitted yeah. i won't use it i'll use something right, else yeah, but, yeah, yeah 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 well i mean yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a really I, tough one totally i see that i see the utility of it i see what you mean i guess i guess for me it was just like i was just like it's just such it was such like a thing and i was like i mean like you're right unfortunately people need to be like let's all come together because i'm like can we just focus on like can you just pass health care though that'll make us come together <laughs> yeah. i know he's not good but you know what i mean at least we'll know that you agree as democrats you know? i think it's a really good overrated because it was like a whole fucking thing yeah. and then it yeah, just went yeah. away. It was kind of like, it was a little bit like Game of Thrones. I mean, it was, it was a little bit like Game of Thrones where like it was a really huge deal yeah. and then the finale happened and then nobody talked about it again. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it look at it, right? It's, it's a natural development out of the Mueller report, which also didn't seem to have like a really explosive finish either, right? right. Yeah. Right. With the report coming out and Mueller saying, you know, we couldn't come up with guilt or not guilt. That's up for somebody else to decide. At right? least kicked the can down the road. And, side. Right, exactly. And like, and, you know, for us that follow politics closely, we knew likely what would happen in the House and the Senate. Right? Yeah. We're, we were hoping against hope that there might be some push. But I mean, the, the, the point's well taken that the fact that the Republicans in the Senate weren't ever going to. Um, charge him and vote him out of office. And everybody knew that, that it was like a little bit banging your head against the wall. If you really, you know, looked at the evidence and saw that there was some guilt there and that he should be punished for the stuff that he was doing. Right. And so, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think it's, it it is important that, uh, you know, it did, I think it did have a unifying effect on the left, but it was a pretty big letdown for a lot of people that were really following it close and hoping that, you know, all of the systems in the country would work. Uh, But, you know, I'm I'm proud of the House Democrats for impeaching them, for sure. I would have done more. I would have done more if I was them, because I would have been like, we're not going to get it past the Senate anyway. It's kind of a pipe shoot, so I'm right. going to throw everything at them. I'll bring throw fucking 13 articles of impeachment, yeah, right. impeachment <laughs> against them, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah. that's, cause yeah, that's history's sake there. Yeah. You go down and say, you know, we think there's enough here that we're not just going to cut it down for political expediency and just say two. We're going right. to do 10 or 13, right. you know, but the past is the past. I will can't, say can't play it out I will say that it, I think that it... it <laughs> Had it not had the same outcome, it probably wouldn't have major overrated the list, right? Like, had he actually been impeached, then that would have been monumental. Then it would have been my favorite. That would have been everybody's best. <laughs> but, yeah. But because we all witnessed with our own eyes the GOP and the Senate, personally, each member fondling Trump's balls in their mouth, um, we, we knew very <laughs> gargle, well that gargle, it was... Gargle, 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 gargle. So, yeah. 
Big letdown. Blake, what's your what's your overrated? Uh, my overrated, Donald Trump in general. <laughs> Love it. Because, is it wait, but isn't half, he properly rated as awful? The, well, no, because half the country think he's great. Yeah. You have to remember, he, he got pretty much half the vote in the country, yeah. which means on a popular level, he's very popular. Yep. You know, like not even and, with and overrated, overrated, no, yeah, yeah, super exactly. Overrated. So yeah. like, let's let's take music and the rule of thirds here. With like any artist, you'll never have a fifty-fifty split on if somebody likes them or not. It always comes down to the rule of thirds. Right. You either like them, you hate them, or you don't care. Trump actually got fifty percent of the vote, pretty much. You know, and so that to me means that people actually like him. And I think that that is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> you have 70 million people saying that he's a good businessman and he, and he knows how to play the game of politics and will, he's playing 4d chess around everybody. You know, yeah. That's I all think that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Cause like the Arizona Republican Twitter account, which is fucking insane right now, tweeted out a picture of, of Donald Trump standing next to like a pool of water. And in the reflection was a lion. Wow. And I was just like, what fucking world do these people in, in, <laughs> in, exist in when that is their awareness of this man? Like, he is yeah. the smallest, in my mind, smallest, most cowardly, pathetic little piece of crap ever. And the fact that they're like, no, this man is like the embodiment of American masculinity. I am so fucking confused. Actually, if that's actually, what American masculinity is, we're yes, all in yeah, super trouble. Yes, yes, it's true. Because he's because he is a straw man. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, totally. I would think staring back at him would be like a possum. Yeah. you know, he's only. Like a... <laughs> what is the most? What is the most cowardly Was that a lion? animal? Is that a Lion King thing? The reflection in the water in a lion. Is that a reference to the Lion King? Not directly. No. I think it's just like power animal. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Lion is classically synonymous with like powerful leadership. Well, your homework, dear listeners, is to rewatch The Lion King. Okay. <laughs> yeah, watch. it's an it's an interesting watch. Watch out for like the the weird uh, like anti-Soviet, like anti-communist, anti-China uh, situation with the hyenas. Watch that. Watch for that. That's fun. Oh yeah. Yo, oh, man, yeah. the hyenas are so fucking fascist, man. Yeah. That that, I oh yeah. Rewatched it this bro. year, and that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Was like. This is a fucking Nuremberg rally with yes. fucking hyenas. Yes, and then they have a thing where it looks like <laughs> yes. them marching through Tiananmen Square too. It's like a it's like a fascist yeah. like Soviet communist yeah, it's mashup. So of... fucking fascist. Those yeah. fucking eight hyenas now. <laughs> Great. Are we ready to move on? Worst to least favorite? Yeah, hold on. I have to add to the hyena comment real fast. <laughs> yeah. One time I was at the Berlin Zoo and I was I was enjoying the zoo and I think I just come from the eagle exhibit and i walked over to the hyena exhibit at the berlin zoo and this hyena first of all they're huge i don't know if you guys have ever seen a hyena but they're very big and this hyena just like started dry heaving in front of me he was like looking at me and then he starts like dry heaving and then he throws up right throws up his food whatever he ate and he looks at me and he gets down and he rolls around in it. Oh. He rolls around in it and then he gets up and he looks at me again. And I'm just like, all right, I'm very intimidated by you. I'm going to leave. You win this Dude, round. You watch those fascist hyenas. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's some weird to watch. shit. Sorry. Tangential. Guardrails, cutting myself off. 
All right. Worst. Least favorite. Mr. Anderson, you want to go first? Yes. Uh, mine kind of harkens back a little bit to, at least the beginning of it, harkens back to a conversation we just had. Uh, uh, my I, least favorite thing of 2020 is Republican senatorial cowardice. <laughs> yes, uh, that was number two on my list. motherfuckers should have voted to impeach Donald Trump. There is so much shit that could have been avoided. Literally, American lives would have been saved, many of them. Yeah. Even if we had fucking President Pence, like Donald Trump was uniquely yeah. qualified to fuck this all up. Additionally, they have not held him responsible for any of the pandemic nonsense that right. was very obviously perpetrated by him. I mean, he told he literally said to Bob Woodward, I don't want anybody to know about this right. shit. And, and then the the fact that none of them can even acknowledge that, that Joe Biden is the president of the uh, president elect of uh, the United States, even, even though oh, none of them have said anything about all of the Congress people that were elected and all of yeah. the Republican senators that were elected in the same fucking election. And yet somehow it's only Joe Biden we're talking about. Yeah. These people are goddamn God. fucking cowards, except for maybe Mitt Romney, because he voted to impeach Donald Trump and yeah. they should none of them should be in office. They are a abominations to the founding of this country and should be held accountable for that. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think it, I think it harkens back to a conversation we had, I think earlier this month when we talked about, you know, potential legal ramifications for Trump and his team and for people who supported uh, basically this, uh, what I think historians will probably try to call an attempted coup without the military backing. It is. In this it country. is it, it's a coup. Um, it's yeah. for sure. And, right? I mean, it, it's so it's it's cowardice on two levels, right? It's cowardice to 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 support Trump in his basically democracy breaking tendencies, which he's done throughout his entire presidency. But it's also cowardice to look at the really horrible part of your base, which drives a lot of the rhetoric at the top. Um, mm -hmm. Because they can't get rid of the 40, 50 percent base, which is extremely important for them to win elections. You know, there are, you know, moderate Republicans. There are a lot less of them now, but there are in that party. And they ended up voting for Trump because they think that a Republican top down government is more important because of small governance and uh, less economic coverage, whatever, you know, all, all the regular, you know, right discussion points. But what they have to do is they have to pander to people in their party without telling them Donald Trump's an idiot. And by trusting yeah. in what he's doing, he's hurting all of us in the long run. Our safe, all of our safety, all citizens' safety is in the long run because there could be another strong man push towards authoritarianism on either the left or the right in future yeah. years, right? And that's what they're, they're bending the knee to small, a small portion of their party, which is very, very extreme, and to the man himself. And I'm with you, John. It's disgraceful. And, you know, they'll be a ha held accountable in the history books, but I, I wish there was yeah. something more we could do now besides just vote them out of office next time around. Right. 2022, baby. If I, We're if coming I, for you, Marco. Yeah, if I had identified as a Republican prior to this presidency, this administration, I would have a hard time. I, I think I would have had a hard time aligning myself with Trump and his values from day one. Just knowing the fact that he almost ran as a Democrat. Yep. He, yeah. he, 
Mm-hmm. He chose the Republican Party to run under that. That doesn't make him a Republican. Yeah. And the, that fact alone, it just blows my mind that there's so many people who have claimed to be uh, or have been diehard Republicans their entire lives. And that that fact alone to them means nothing, you know, like they don't even care that Trump's not a true Republican. Just he is one. All that, so all, they're going to follow him blindly. All that, all that critical thinking, all that critical thinking you're doing right there. That's why you're not a Republican <laughs> to begin with. Like, <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and that has become that my number one most bird. favorite thing of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do one of you guys want to go next with your worst? I can or? go. Okay. Tyler? Yeah. Um, least favorite? My uh, my least favorite is, I'm going to use a specific example, but then I will broaden it out, is um, like bad actors, specifically around the George Floyd protests, and specifically there was these, this like, oh. ha- this like happened because, um, I know there are probably funny examples of this, but I'm not going to get funny. Well, no, I thought you meant bad actors as in like, I am Brad Pitt, an actor. Oh. And, well, that, <laughs> and so I thought wow. he was going to be funny. Amazing, amazing. Uh, here comes Tyler, here comes a 10-minute rant about gonna... why Tropical Thunder is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, all of those videos that actors put out. Oh, my God. Being like, oh, we're with you, like the Imagine video and shit. And so, yeah, that's why I was laughing. And then you, you no, got no, it. No, continue. those things give me life, John. No. No, um, no, uh, uh, Beautiful. so like there were these two, I think it was two guys who were eventually arrested, but they shot, um, a federal employee who was like, who was like a, um, uh, security guard at a courthouse here in Oakland. And then they shot, uh, some other people, uh, I don't forget exactly how it happened in, in LA. And then they were arrested for both of them. And it turns out they're Boogaloo boys and they were trying to make yeah. it look like it was, they were targeting law enforcement to make it look like it was leftist protesters because they want to start a civil war. So like people like that also like there's like, you know, and I will say, I will say also um, on the leftist side, there are like these young, you know, white rural kids coming in and just like setting fires and like for or in um, uh, Minneapolis. Kenosha. Yeah, yeah, anarchy. Yeah, fuck, fuck this town. Fuck the people. Yeah. Cause that's kind of the idea, right? Yeah. It's like, fuck the, yeah. we're fucking yeah. the system. Right. And we're supporting yeah. yes. fucking the system. And you're like, you are yeah. making it worse for everybody involved, yeah. including yeah. the you're, leaders yeah. you should be listening to that are perpetuating the movement. Sorry. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then also, but then also there was like, you know, these, um, uh, well, one of them, it was pretty sure it was, is a, is a cop, but like also just other white supremacists coming in and like, just, you know, breaking windows, uh, to, to incentivize loose looting and all these sort of things. So just like fucking bad at bad actors, especially in the space of like protests. I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, we are, we are attempting to like, all of us are trying to write like, like just, but just do it like from a place of like, I guess it's for me, I guess there's a big part of it for me. It's like about honor and respectability. I'm like, just be who you are. Totally. Like, don't like go under, yeah. come try to like, move these like, just like, just like stand your fucking and like, don't, you know, just like be an honorable fucking person who stands <laughs> for what ground, they believe. Right. All yeah. those white supremacists that support standing around laws that won't stand out there and exactly. say who they are. It's like a combination of, of dishonorable and just bullshit entropy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Where it's just like this is just fucking chaos that is making everything worse. Because I like I hear people like people in the black community were like, "Do not, you know, get rid of the police." Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's we're talking about like increase, you know, moving 
money from one place to another, but it's still in service of your community. And so like, I get people with the opposite argument, as long as they're making it in good faith, right? Because hopefully eventually if we're all engaging in this in good faith, we'll be able to come to an agreement that is better for everybody. But if you're just out there breaking windows, trying to like, be antifa like go to hell it's so annoying yeah 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 and also like yeah and also like white ring like trying to make it look like because i'm like what do you even so you think that leftists want to start a civil war and overthrow and and hate law enforcement so you're gonna kill law enforcement to try to start a civil war like i just i'm like that's just that's just arrogance and you just wanting to have power over things there's no logic behind it Yep. You know what's my favorite part of this least favorite thing was uh, when there were they would be, be like flyers that were um, supposed to be faking being like on the left, but were very obviously not. And right. the way you could tell is they referred to Democrat dem, the Democratic Party as the Democrat Party. <laughs> and you're like, no Democrats actually refer to themselves as the Democrat Party. Yep. You stupid fucking moron. <laughs> but he was like, join the socialism. And you're like, that's not how we talk, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, you have to throw a comrade in there somewhere. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, all right, well, that's mine. Blake, Blake, you want to go next? You want me to go? Kelly, you go. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say that the worst uh, or the worst or uh, thing for me uh, was the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, mm. for, for, yeah. mul- for multiple reasons. Um, number one, and for, first and foremost, being that the country lost a true icon and someone who yes. at the peak position in the Supreme Court was a beacon of honesty and humanism that, mm-hmm. you know, is... Somewhat lost in the new uh, replacement in Amy Coney Barrett in some ways, I think. Um, But then secondly, it tossed in a whole new level of politicking that was despicable over the last couple months of the election, uh, as well as bringing into play a whole bunch of um, potentially um, uh, union-dissolving ideas about yeah. you know put, you know potentially court packing potentially forcing different things upon the court in terms of trying to quote unquote make it more fair on one way or the other questioning whether judges should be allowed to be bipartisan or partisan or whatever what what i'm saying is that it it did more harm than good in a lot of ways and so not only did we lose a really great person and someone who deserved to be cherished in the american ideology and american history but also it just added a level of kind of unnecessary political bullshit to a year that was already steeped in it to the extreme, right? If 2020 couldn't get any worse, then RBG died. And he was like, okay, well let's throw everything to the wind, right? (laughs) In some ways. So uh, that's my, that's my worst. Yeah. I remember sitting on my couch and getting a text from Jamie who has been on this podcast, uh, basically being like Ruth died. Mm. And I was just like, what yeah and yeah man that that kicked my anxiety into another gear for this election and then you're totally right it was just so fucking gross that like 
the night she died, Mitch McConnell came out with a statement and was like, we're oh, doing yeah. this. Yeah, we have yeah. people lined and up. And he was just like, night fuck you, dude. dude. Fuck you. And they brought up that old wound of Merrick Garland, too. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was so delegitimizing of the court because on the left, everybody was like, well, this shit's going to change. And and yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Duh. Yeah, they revealed some true colors. Mm-hmm. Balake? So, Balake. my, uh, the one that I will pick is the election process. That was my <laughs> least favorite this year. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Good ones, Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I so was actually I... considering having that as my best thing. That well, it actually the... held solid to this point. For the state of Colorado, I would say yes. Like, Generally speaking, we have a sound system. Like it's not it's not voting, it's not the the results that I am selecting as my least favorite. It's the process itself. And that is because so I listeners, you may not know this, but I phone banked for about 13 days leading up to the election. And I I talked to a surprising amount of people. Actually, hold on, time out. Let me back that up a little bit. I was hung up on probably 50% of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but at least 50% of the time. And I would say a strong fraction of that other 50% was with disenfranchised voters. And particularly the young people who learned to be disenfranchised from their parents. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really, it's like, all, the New York Times had a really good article a few days before, maybe the week before the election. And it showed people from other countries in a video at the top of the article, it showed people from other countries learning about the American voting process, the electoral process. <laughs> and then, and then you could hear their response to it. Yeah, it was like, hilarious. It, it was hilarious. Yeah. Tyler, did you see that? I'll post yeah. it in the show notes to this. And it's just like, these people are like, how the hell did you guys get anything done? Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> I voted in 60 seconds through my phone in Germany, like shit like that, you know? And so it just really highlighted for me, I always knew our process was a mess, but seeing how other countries did it and watching the reaction of other citizens when they learn how we do it here, I was like, oh, okay, our process is really fucked up. And then talking to all these kids who were like, no, I'm not voting this year. Like, don't call me again. Voting doesn't matter. Voting doesn't work doesn't count like yeah wow. there is a general apathy yeah, yeah and so that that is the result of decades of people being disenfranchised on the process and that is due to the effort of the republican party for decades and yeah a specific few people but huge important huge. point there blake huge important yeah. point there yep. and <laughs> so it's really it's just like man it's the 21st century we are considered the richest country the wealthiest country in the world Let's get our shit together. It should not be this difficult to vote. It should not be this. There are people waiting in line for eight, nine, 10 hours, 12 hours, probably longer. By design. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's just like, it's that's unacceptable for the age that we live in. So, yes, Colorado crushed it, but I think that we could do a lot better as a whole. If you can bank on your phone and if you can fill out the census on your phone and you can fill out documents on your phone. Yeah, exactly. You can vote on your phone. 
we can make it secure. We can totally. have a paper ballot or a paper trail associated with it. It would be really good for American democracy. I I do a little little bit of like traditional podcasting real quick. I think the Democrats, the big, you know, they were. I was listening to some podcasts. I think about well, you get to do one big thing maybe other than like COVID relief. So what does that look like to you? Is that, and someone was like, you do healthcare. And I was like, you do a democracy bill. I think if you're going to go to the mat right now, do a fucking democracy bill. You reinforce the civil rights bill. You reinforce the civil rights bill. You reinforce voting bills. You can do both at the same time. Make it the John Lewis voting rights Right. You know, yeah. bill or whatever, voting civil rights bill, and you just let's fucking fix all of this shit. So we yeah, have like, like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You, yeah. when I first said it, Blake, I uh, when you first when sorry when you first said it, um, I thought that you meant more about just like the institution of voting in this country itself and the election results, which <clears throat> I think has as honestly held pretty solid from the federal level, right? The difference between federal and state laws about how people can vote and really the security of this election in general has been great, right? But I I agree with you 100% that we can get better as a process in the country generally. We should not be a union where one state looks at another state and goes, we're going to sue you because we think that you illegally allowed 2 million of your own citizens to vote in your own election. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> because yeah. we don't yeah. agree. Yeah. We don't agree on state to state voting regulations that you're not allowed to allow other people in your state to be franchised, right? right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That that is I mean, very concerning. If that's yeah. how things work, Texas would have been out a long time ago. Like, <laughs> a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right, should we do? Should we finally get to the yeah. good news here? The best? Yeah, let's do the man with a with a candy cane on his head. It does look like that. It's a little elf hat. I'm still just ringing in the holiday spirit over here. Yeah, that's right. unicorn crew. Tyler, what is your favorite? My favorite. I mean, I had so many. I'm not gonna say because just in case there are any. I had like things that were like more serious, you know, like about like about the George Floyd rising and stuff. And, oh, that, you know, that's blah, good because mine are not serious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go with the best part of 2020 is the gritty memes. Mm, and gritty, like, oh, ooh, true. you know, gritty really ones. came to a that's new level a of popularity. One. You know, there were so yes. many ways in which gritty was irrelevant oh. this year. Uh, and so the gritty memes. Best part, Tyler. You win the I game. Would say just memes in general. <laughs> memes in general this year have yeah, really the internet saved us many times. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Oh, that's no doubt. so good. No doubt. The gritty ones maybe followed at least in as meme category by slow Nevada vote counting memes. Oh yeah, because I really appreciated those. Too. <laughs> so good. Uh, there's, I mean, listeners, if you could see the Slack chain that we have together, it's like eighty percent memes, and we can't share all of them all the time no. on the website because there's just too many no. but it's a great little conversation we don't even have to say things to each other we just yeah. say each other memes all day long. <laughs> memes and um, which i i hope you're doing with your friends if you haven't started one yet and you're feeling like a little alienated just start a meme stream with some friends and just see what kind of crazy yeah. stuff you're gonna send back and forth because it's fun is you that appreciate it. is a meme stream a thing 
Oh, I've got it multiple meme streams <laughs> with multiple groups of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But did you just coin that term or have you heard that before? I mean, I've been calling it that for like two years, but yeah. Uh, could, we, could, uh, well, I'm coining it copyright. We're starting a meme stream with all of in our Slack channel with all guests. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, well, I'll just, we go ahead, I'll just go ahead and say my best quick because Tyler touched on it. But really the, the best thing to me was the, the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter movement in general i think that it's the closest thing that we've had to a real true civil rights movement since the 60s in this country and i hope that people continue to pay attention to it and continue to support it because it's very important the things that are important in those which is empowering communities of color helping people that are impoverished defunding the police to the point where social services get more and true services to people that need them are all very important conversations we need to have as a society and they do not need to be pushed underneath the rug by people who think that it's just like a communist movement and it's about people destroying property because that's bullshit. It's an, it's an, it's a ridiculous thing. So I'm going to say the black lives matter. Cause I was, I've been super, oh, yes. super happy with it a- across the country and being involved with it and just everything. It's, 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 it's the best thing that's ca- come out of this year, in my opinion. Nice. And uh, totally. And uh, listeners, it, it is like Kelly said, it's vitally important that you stay engaged really important you do that but also like don't feel like you have to solve racism yourself because that's going to get overwhelming do what you can do so great example i know i've talked about it before on the podcast but i'm going to shout it out again angela vegas who's been on the podcast we went to elementary school with her she's a fucking jedi she lobbied the arvada town council to remove plaques that uh glorified the kkk and like the way we remember our history really, really matters. And that is a real world thing that she did to make her life, her life and her community's life better. And so that's a really good example of like, she didn't go out and say, I'm going to fucking solve racism. She said, fuck that plaque and I'm going to get it out of here and, and do do tangible things. And that will, that will build momentum and you'll be able to sustain this, this movement because we have to sustain it. Right. Take action. Solidarity. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. We love yeah, you. Yeah. We love you, Angela. But yeah, Kelly, totally. That's a great one. I, I, I'm with you. I, I felt very sad Sorry, my, after mine ha- impeachment. Mine haven't been funny. Mine haven't been funny tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's 2020, Kelly. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah it yeah. felt better to be introspective this evening. But I love yeah. the gritty memes thing. I, uh, I mean, shit, that has saved me multiple I mean, days. It's been so cathartic right. to be able to look at this. Right. That's right. Blake, how about you? Kelly, I would say the Anderson? the 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 George uh, Floyd uh, movement was the it made me feel optimistic again about the election and everything. Like I I was between impeachment and those protests, I was feeling very negative about the direction of the country, and it turned it around. And and so, fuck yeah, that was a great thing. Am I next? Or go ahead, Blake. Yeah. My last. Well, John, 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 I've, I've still got to go too. Is yours funny, John? No, or serious. I have one funny. I, <laughs> I've got a couple, so I I want to compliment you. All right, mine was um, the day the networks called the election for Biden. Uh, it oh, was yeah. just a a great, great fucking day. Yeah. It was very cathartic. I sent more American flag memes than I did all year combined. It just it like <laughs> it really felt wonderful and it felt 
very optimistic and and it felt like a weight had been lifted although that weight returned when the coup started that monday uh but that saturday was a hell of a good day so just in a day in a year of a lot of bad days that was a hell of a good day that was a good one yeah that was a joyous day for me too i remember i think i'll remember that day for a long time yeah if not the rest of my life just because not so much for like the things that happened to me personally that day but i recall being online and talking to you guys and just seeing the reactions from people around town and the vibe in the air was definitely strong one of the things that really struck me was people uh a lot of because you know fucking covid i didn't go out to any of these things (laughs) but a, a lot of people on twitter were saying um it I've never seen people celebrate an election like this. And to me, it looks more akin to when uh, countries overthrow dictators. Well, right. rather than cities, just it was for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it was, it was, it was a good day. And that's essentially what's happening here. If Trump had his way, he would be a dictator. It's true. But we live in America yeah. where our democracy is strong and OG is shit. So, fortunately uh it prevailed and um i mean but yeah you're right like it could still we'll see trump's still talking and like he literally said last week we'll see who's like it could be me like uh, under the administration yeah see what happens on january 6th yeah 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 it's crazy it is Bananas, B A N A N A. Bunch, a bunch of Republicans just sued Mike Pence today to overturn the election. Yeah. Basically, wow. You know, it's well, not. It's Louis not Gomer dead. and yeah. company. Jesus Christ. And, and there's a there's a a march plan for January sixth that Trump is encouraging, and that could that's be straight uh, up black shirt shit right there. Brown shirt, yeah, black yeah. shirt shit. I, agree. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. what that is. My supporters should, should come to town because it'll show that we have more people behind us. It's like. That's how you want to do a democracy? Have both people stand on either sides and fist fight each other until there's two people left? Right? It's so dumb. I'm really concerned about that January 6th rally. But this is the good part of the the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, We'll deal with that. We're supposed to not be negative. Blake, Blake, you got to tell us some more good things. Yeah. Be funny. All right. All right. I got got two. I got two. I'm going to end with two. I'm going to do a double. 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 Double down. Double. Double. Double favorite for Blake. Double down. All right. So, uh, I'll start with my more serious one, and that is that dog adoption rates in the United States were at an all-time high this year. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! yeah. So Hell that's yeah. such a good one! So good. Hell yeah! So good. That's such a good so one. So there, there have been a lot of dog adoptions. and um, Beautiful. So there's more happy puppies and dogs uh, in the United States than ever before, so that's a good thing. Beautiful. And my other oh, one fuck, was... Yeah. Grogu from The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. Yeah, let's go. Whenever I'm just like, man, today's sucking, or like, fuck, I just look at the my phone and, and you see Grogu. a little vibe. Yeah, <laughs> is that him sipping tea? So good. <laughs> oh man, we we need to we need to have a uh, social podcast as well where we talk about. Like culture and stuff, because how I got good some, the Mandalorian I got some was. About some oh Mandalorian my god! Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the the Mandalorian was actually well. List, dear listeners, may your New Year's be like a fairy tale of a sci-fi uh, 
where there's baby Yodas running around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is do some drugs and stay inside. Yeah, I like it. Let's 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 all raise a glass and hope that it's better than 2020. 2021. We'll start it off strong. All right, everybody. We're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this unorthodox episode by the Amer Podcast. We'll see. Hopefully, it's a taste of what's to come in our in our lovely futures together. So let's all put out some good vibes and let us know what your favorite, least favorite, underrated, overrated things were of the year. Yes, we're, we're very curious. You can leave yeah. it in the form of a comment and review under iTunes podcasts or you Spotify. Just, you can also just speak it into the ether, and maybe we'll uh, receive it. Um, you know, somehow, so. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, more more tangible. Definitely leave it. Leave it in iTunes. Leave it on our website. You can email us directly at what is it ameripodcast at gmail.com you got it so you can definitely email us and we'll try to you know answer your stuff maybe maybe you, you'll get something answered live at the next Who podcast we've got a nice little uh feed feedback chat comment box as well on the website and uh if you are a person who would like to be interviewed or join us on the podcast as a special guest please write us as well always looking for uh, interesting perspectives and yeah, like tech technology. Like yeah, <laughs> tech talk coming in 2021, baby. Godspeed. <laughs>